This is episode 102 of the Auto What Podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Keegan On and Rob Atrell. And our guest today is Brett Kelly. How's it going, Brett? Fantastic. How you doing? Doing great. And thanks for coming on the show, first of all. Uh, second of all, as you might see in front of you, we have some beer. Uh, something we do before every podcast. So, or, you had me at beer. Yeah, that's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even think I told you that we give beer out or we, we even taste beer when we were talking uh, you no, know, sort of back and no, forth. this is a pleasant surprise. So the fact that you came, despite not knowing what the beer, we, yeah. we especially appreciate it. <laughs> Very kind of you. <laughs> because, yeah, anyway, it's good. So, Rob, what are we drinking, first of all? Well, this is a beer from Toronto, from Southpaw Brewing, uh, I guess, Brewing Company. This beer is called Heroes. It's a cold-filtered blonde lager, as I'm told from their their lovely website, that it's low on details. Okay. So it's it's a light beer, uh, not light in in terms of uh, you know alcohol content, but mm-hmm. light in terms of color. Yeah. So what do you? Oh, I see. Did you try it? Yeah, you know it's 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 How super it? light. It's uh, yeah, it's not, nothing really stands out. I mean, it's it's not really like I don't find it too hoppy. I don't find it particularly bitter. I just find it as sort of a smooth light beer. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of goes under the radar, but you know it's important. Mm-hmm. Right here, yeah. Well, the the uh, the whole their whole thing when when the uh, LCBO looking at it is that some of the proceeds from sales of the beer go towards supporting Canadian troops. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, just saying that. As as well as those who uh, who work in uh, like I think like firefighters or emergency services and things. That's right. what it says yeah. on the back of the can. Yeah. 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 Right. What okay. do you think of the beer? I like thoughts? it. Yeah. It's completely inoffensive in every way, which, yeah. <laughs> I, which is what I like in a beer. I yeah. like I like a good blonde beer, and I, uh, yeah. you know, I'm not uh, I'm not a 21 year old invulnerable person anymore. So I like something <laughs> that just won't, that won't kill me, and this tastes uh, tastes perfect. There you yeah. go. Is, yeah. it, is it is it available uh, in Ottawa? Yes, yeah, we bought it at the LCBO yeah. oh, wow. uh, just down here. Yeah. So, well, so. I'm going to definitely check it out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. well worth it. And, and yeah, some of the proceeds do go mm-hmm. to to charitable causes yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, so worth it. The um, they have on their website here. It's called Southpaw Beverage Company because they're the two founders are left handed, which I can really get on board with being a lefty. Yep. So you're left handed. Uh, yeah. Wow. Huh. You've known each other for years. <laughs> That's crazy. I All punch right. you in the yeah, face freak. with my left hand. Yeah, exactly. That's I thought that was just for fun. All right. Amon, what do you think of uh, uh, the military? What's your stance? I told you not to come up with this. <laughs> Are you pro-military <laughs> or you. anti-military? There's no in-between. <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I'm pro-military. So wow. you stand behind our troops and not in front of them. Sure. <laughs> Have you seen those, <laughs> those bumper stickers? Very, very, very yeah, aggressive. Very aggressive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it All does. Right. Yeah. Can we move on to the actual podcast? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Brett, one of the uh, aside from the beer, uh, one of the things we like to do first and foremost is we just get to we like to know a bit about the person we're interviewing. So, can you tell us a bit of your your origin story, as it were? Sure. Well, I'm a um, I'm perhaps best known as a film director, and I've uh, been directing feature films since. 2001 okay and i've made 26 feature films so far 26 all, wow. 26 and they've all been internationally distributed okay which is unprecedented for a canadian filmmaker so uh so i got that going for me wow. <laughs> yes yeah um a that lot of the films something. i made are um uh genre films so like horror films or westerns uh i'm probably best known for the horror genre okay and uh, i've also done a lot of theater and i recently just wrapped up a 
a play called My Fair Zombie the Musical, which was based on my film My Fair Zombie, which I made in 2013. Oh. So that's kind of, uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Can you yeah. talk a bit about, about My Fair Zombie? Because I thought it was a, an interesting uh, idea. Yeah, well, um, I had this idea like in 2008 for this, uh, this, this movie, and I was kind of intimidated because it's a period piece mm-hmm. um, zombie film musical. <laughs> which is not easy to do when you have you know 35 cents so yeah sure um so i, I kind of put it on the back burner for a while and then eventually i decided if i don't do it someone else will probably beat me to the punch and then i got it released and then um suddenly there's all this pride and prejudice and zombie stuff going yeah on. so yeah. i'm glad i did it when i did it because any later and i would have looked like an uh like an also ran so <laughs> and, so that uh so yeah so the movie came out in 2013 and we won some awards uh Oh, played it. We played a bunch of um, theatrical dates as well. Yeah, so it was pretty sweet. It was a, it was a good little run. Um, I think it's it's pretty much though a cult film. It it I think it got more press in the U.S. than it did up here. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, so then I decided that it's well. I mean, it's based on it's based on Pygmalion, which then spawned My Fair Lady, which mm-hmm. then spawned My Fair Zombie, and it's basically you know uh, a linguist. Uh, decides to train a zombie to become a proper lady by, you know, <laughs> teaching her to become a proper lady of high society, essentially. <laughs> and, you know, hilarity ensues. Of course. Interesting. Mm. So, uh, what, well, what, what got you into, you're, you're, you're directing all of these films, yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what got you into directing in the first place, pre-2001? Um, well, I started off as an actor when I was a young, uh, young younger fella. I thought I was... Uh, I thought acting was going to be the thing, and then I acted in a bunch of plays, did a bunch of theater, and then I wanted to get into film. But at the time, there was no films. There was no film scene in Ottawa to speak of. Okay. So I made films in order to hire myself. <laughs> That's one way to do it. And then, and then, as luck would have it, I became better known as a as a director, and then actually grew to you know li- like that more and focused all my attention on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not bad. And and getting into directing at, at any point, did you think of you know maybe I just want to stay or go back to acting, or you just knew that this is sort um, of- well there was a there was a time where I was directing a movie because I, I acted in some of my own films, but then there came time where I you know I was just kind of getting burned out, and then my, I think my wife said, uh, well how about if somebody else comes out for the part that you like more than yourself, <laughs> cast them instead, and then as luck would have it, someone did. So yep. someone beat me up for a part in my own movie, <laughs> and, I, and then I never turned back. So I yeah. just never, because you know it's it's a hassle. There's a lot like directing is a full time job, and then you don't have to worry about your own lines and then what you're going to look like and yep. all that other nonsense. Like I'd rather just you know get up in the morning, throw on a t shirt, and do my directing job. That's right. fine by me. You know. Sure. So well, what was the part that, that someone got? Uh, I was the sheriff in a, a remake of Attack of the Giant Leeches. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I made in 2009, I think. Or okay. Eight. So was this this first one? Was this kind of begrudging? You're like, all right, fine, you can take the reins, and then you were okay with it, or uh, next time? Yeah. No, no, I got well. I I wasn't thinking past that movie, okay. and then once it happened, I just didn't wasn't interested necessarily in. Uh, I, I guess I guess I kind of felt like um, I might as well cast myself because I know I'm going to be there, sure. and I know I'd be yeah. reliable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas people flake out on you sometimes, so I thought. Uh, so, but then after that, I just thought, well, I'd just rather stick to the directing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now, have you always been based out of Ottawa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, forever. So mm-hmm. you saw some. Of the, well, actually, you you probably saw the like 
quite a bit of a, a an evolution of of both movies and like a you know movie productions, I guess, and mm-hmm. theater productions. Yeah, yeah. Could you speak a bit? But well, the the big change that I've seen over time is just is technology and accessibility to technology. And like when I started off, you know, yeah, there was very few places to find a camera. Okay. And you know, I think the first thing I shot on was VHS or something. Sure. And you know, now everyone's got a digital. Now everyone can re- can record a full HD film on their phone if they yeah, wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Which is crazy. I couldn't even imagine <laughs> yeah. that. Times have changed. And and the first time I made, I finished a film and sent it out to distributors, I sent it out on VHS screeners. And then you know I was uh, I was in pretty much the first batch of um, of DVD like genre DVD stuff like in around two thousand two or three, and then um, but now it's it's crazy and and on top of that I, um, it, so it went from DVD and you know bonus features and everyone wanted that stuff now DVD is not the most important thing anymore now everyone wants the streaming and the video on demand right rights and things like that but then along with that comes piracy which is completely destroying uh, things for um, the small the middle guys yep. um, mm-hmm. it's pretty much like I mean people say well piracy piracy doesn't hurt anybody it you know the million the there's millions of dollars in the uh, movie industry. Yeah. yeah, but those aren't the guys that are hurting. No, <laughs> sure. you know yeah. it's yeah. the people will steal a movie that I've made next to um, Jurassic World or something, and they don't. They're not discerning. They're not saying, "Well, I'm going to steal the one that costs the most money and it's going to damage a studio," yeah, yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to some guy trying to feed his kids. You know, right. they just will steal whatever because now it's there's, yeah. now there's been an entire generation who that's all they know. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that's it's now it's trying to adjust to see what what's next right yeah see how that see how the industry kind of recoils from that yeah. mm. i i didn't actually think that that it would be that much of an issue actually for for the small i mean oh yeah if i, yeah. I i'm what well, i will call the the the, the, the smaller time uh, not 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 quite big productions yeah. like you might see out of hollywood mm-hmm. but you personally have seen issues with, with regard oh to yeah I, ma- I made a movie um a notorious film called uh jurassic shark Mm-hmm. And um, it was oh, sorry, Jurassic Shark. Jurassic Shark. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's a parody. Well, yeah, it's a parody. Although the pirates didn't necessarily perceive it as such because they thought they were getting a new Jurassic Park movie or something, right? <laughs> so <laughs> oh. they, what do they know? They're not being marketed to. They're just taking sure, it, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, uh, it's been illegally downloaded over five million times. Yeah. How, how, how do you know that? Because uh, I, in my cynical. Uh, old man get off my lawn kind of attitude yep. I'd, I'd kind of go to a lot of the torrent sites and count how many <laughs> and it's still be, it's, yeah, sure. it's, yeah. it's uploaded to uh it's uploaded to a different uh site daily wow still, right? still yeah. to this day huh. wow um and uh i mean there's been over a million legit downloads but the the non-legit have exceeded it yep. and depending on your contract like in that with that specific movie it's not personally damaging me yep. but with other films like i had a movie that came out last year where uh, in my contract I get a percentage of the net, right? Yeah. And that movie was stolen within six hours of its release with uh, like Hindi subtitles. Oh, I'm like, how is that? How did that happen? It didn't come out anywhere but North America so far. Sure. So Why someone's is that figured a niche this market. Out. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm baffled by it. But within six yeah. hours of its release, it's huh. been being stolen thousands and thousands of times. And you know, I'm just I'm making them for whatever budget I could scrape together. Yep. And uh, suddenly people are just taking it with no regard. But somebody clearly has, has uh, in I, I assume in another country because of the subtitles, yeah. has uh, 
has figured out how to monetize this, mm-hmm. or they wouldn't be doing it, I presume. Right. Yeah. right. So uh, it's it's bizarre, and it and and if you're getting a percentage of net, but no one's buying it, everyone's stealing it, then there's no net to be had. Right. So yeah. it's it's very harmful for the uh, the small indie guys. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Brett, okay. can you talk a bit a bit about the decision to stay in Ottawa? You know, when I talk to people, industry people, it's always. Vancouver or Toronto, mm-hmm. those places you, you or, have to go. Or Montreal. Go, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, it's it's easy, really. It's um, It comes down to the fact that in Toronto, everyone wants uh, um, permits. You need permits to film everywhere. It's, oh, really? It, yeah. The, the, basically, the, the those towns are so inundated with film and, yeah. uh, and film shoots that they have – they figured out how to – bilk the production companies yeah. for every penny they can <laughs> right. get yeah you know r- rightly or wrongly but that's what they do and so you know to get location permits and to get insurance and to get all kinds of stuff they've got mini industries on how to make that sort of dough for the huh. city sure. uh, whereas in ottawa it's still we get movies of the week that come here several times a year but other than that it's you know i'm i can roam pretty much unaffected <laughs> right yeah. and um and I mean, we have, we have some talent here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the problems with Ottawa lately, though, has become there's a lot of um, uh, there's a bit of a bit too many little micro festivals that that like 24 hour film festivals and 48 hour film festivals mm-hmm. that kind of hog everyone's all the talent for these little tiny things. So to make oh. a feature, making features has become harder in Ottawa because. Yeah. Everyone's getting sucked into these little micro YouTube video right. short things, and uh, it's just—I mean, it's you know—I mean, I guess uh, I can complain because I'm a feature filmmaker. But for these uh, filmmakers who are starting out that way, it's a—you know—great for them, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, sure. they've got a lot, lot of stuff to do. So, so how long do you need actors for for a feature film? Uh, well, my shoots are atypical of uh, say the Hollywood formula. I'll shoot uh, a feature film in five to ten days. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. And the reason is uh, budgetary and um, availability of people. Yeah, I find like when I started off, I'd shoot a film over nine months, but then people cut their hair, they move away, <laughs> yeah, all sorts sure. of stuff happens, right? Yeah, and, of course. And it kind of messes up your film. So, so we we figured out a kind of a uh, a system, I guess, for being able to do it quickly and. It's mm. exhausting, but we do it. Yeah, right, so <laughs> it's five, to ten, yeah, five, ten full days where you're yeah. up from. Yeah, yeah. Dust I'm, I'm working on a film right now called Gasly's, which is like a uh, '80s homage to like Gremlins and Ghoulies and Critters yep. and things like that. Yep. So it's little puppets killing people in bathing suits, basically, sort of <laughs> you know, attractive people. And uh, we shot that at a cottage that we had limited access to, so we shot day and night for a weekend, and then we did two days of pickups after that. So that's you know, five days. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, bring it back down to what you said earlier of the short film festivals that happen here. In mm-hmm. Ottawa. Have you considered doing any short films? Um, well, I, yes and no. Um, I haven't done a lot of short films lately because there's no way there, there has been no way to monetize them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this has been kind of like my living for a while, but lately, um, I'm starting to look into possibilities of, uh, you know, um, internet content versus doing feature films because if if feature films are getting stolen and my that's kind of sucking up my revenue, then I have to find other revenue streams. And if sure. you know, streaming or YouTube's or Vimeo's or you know whatever sort of outlets there are out there, web series, I don't even know. Like, 
it's uh, it's kind of it's, it's a little bit like the wild west out there right now. So so I may delve into shorter content. I may delve into uh, serialized content, hmm. things like that. Interesting. And and in terms of you know, okay, let's say your your specialty is the the, the feature films. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the feature film market like, or or, or what's a feature film? Sorry, uh, competition like here in Ottawa, or 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 just culture like in Ottawa. Um, well, in Ottawa, there's a few guys making features. There's certainly more than when I started. Um, um, I can think of a handful of guys that are starting to make feature films. Yep. Um, but you know, as far as the market, I mean. Uh, I'm glad I got in when I did. Yeah, <laughs> because I was able to be on DVD and on, you know I I was on uh, I had a movie on Netflix at one point before Netflix started creating their own content. Right, and now that kind of shuts out the little guy as well. Yeah, um, had some store had some in uh, Walmart and things like that. But but um, it's harder and harder to to get movies out there. But then again, that's on DVD. So you know I'm sure there's a lot of a lot more outlets because now there's you know Roku and there's all these different streaming systems out there. So I'll, uh, there's a lot of places, I think, I guess, that, that features can go. Uh, it's just whether or not, you know, the filmmaker can figure out where to put it. Yeah, for <laughs> basically. sure. So, so have you looked into much of that? Like, aside from Netflix, like, you know, you're right. With, with, with Show Me and, and with Netflix and... Uh, Hulu and Hulu, Crave. Yeah, and, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, YouTube. Show Me being, them. yeah. YouTube itself, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it's um, what the way I've always worked in the past is I find a distributor and then the distributor does all that stuff and then I just wait to reap the benefits. But yeah, makes sense. Um, but now um, I'm considering kind of cutting out distributors more and mm. kind of pursuing a lot of this stuff myself. But a lot of these, um, like iTunes and all these things, have something called an aggregator where it's essentially like a distributor or a sale or more like a sales agent in a yeah, way yeah. where they'll bring it to all these different places and they charge you as a filmmaker a certain amount, but then everything else you get or you get a certain percentage or something. It's, it's a different model and it's, it's something I'm certainly looking into because I'm tired of, uh, you know, uh, distributors, you know, they take their cut as they, as they should, but yep. I'd rather have that cut for me. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think on several sites, you're, like the the adjective given to you is mm-hmm. is prolific. Yes. First time uh, I heard it, I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how dare they? Oh, that's yeah. good. They misspelled but, profile. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, what? Why? Why do you think that term comes up a lot when it comes to you? Um, I just sheer numbers, I guess. I, I mean, I didn't. Um, I never considered it to be like rocket science. What I do, but apparently, um, having made so many feature films in such a short period of time is is, uh, I guess, impressive. <laughs> sure. But, you know, I mean, to, for me, it's just, you know, um, keeping the wheels spinning to uh, to get onto the next thing and taking the momentum from one project and putting it into the next project. And, and that's how you make a career, no matter yeah. what your industry. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I'm doing with film. Whereas I think a lot of people in the film industry, um, or not necessarily the film industry, people in the industry know, but people who are filmmakers, um, you know, they spend eight years trying to make their one film, and then they rest on their laurels saying, wow, I made a film right, and yeah, you never yeah. hear from them again. Or they'll spend another eight years. So then they'll you know spend their whole life having made four mo- more movies. So um, for me, I just I just want to keep working. I mean, I, I don't look at it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly artistic, but in, in my own head. But um, <laughs> but uh, I do look at it as a way to, um, you know, put shoes on my kids feet. Right yeah, now. which makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Which isn't necessarily cool or romantic when you talk to other filmmakers. <laughs> no, but it's like, hey, man, I gotta, you know, I'd rather be, uh, 
you know, I'd rather be, uh, you know, sticking a, a shark on some people in the water than and pay my bills than flip a hamburger, you know? Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just the way I roll. And, and it's a it's a creative outlet in itself, mm-hmm. right? So, right. And it's so, great. So, you know, you did speak to, to, to becoming a director from being the actor and, you know, in one sense, uh, out, out of probably many aspects of it, just for the sake of creating jobs for yourself or acting gigs for yourself. Mm-hmm. But do you, like... It, it, it's it's more than just being an act, just quote unquote being an actor. Right. That, that that you can just transition to a director. You must have had some level of background, some level oh, yeah. of knowledge. Yeah, some, yeah. I, uh, I took uh, TV broadcasting at Algonquin. And okay. I, t- and I took theater at Ottawa U. So okay. So I I I figured it. Out. We I also had the luxury though of pre YouTube. I was able to screw up privately without the whole world seeing it. Whereas yes. now everybody, you know, they, uh, you know, they fart on camera and it's on YouTube the next day. You know, sure. like, yep. yeah. <laughs> whereas we had some time to figure out, oh, that's terrible. No one should see that. Right. And then build our way up to to making some some good oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you like thing. those programs that that you were in, or did, did you find maybe one more more useful? Um, sorry, that out of the two you took, that I guess was, uh, at U Ottawa. Or oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I loved. Uh, I loved. Um, I love broadcasting. At yeah, yeah. yeah, I find that really useful and really hands-on. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot personally out of university. I found it just a way to uh, drink coffee and meet girls, which, which was <laughs> cool too. But that's all yeah. I did at Ottawa. I, I, I don't even think I bought any textbooks my last year. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure. But, but Algonquin was fantastic. Yeah. Worked out right. for me. That's great. There you go. Yeah. So when you think about a Hollywood production, you think of people like there's producers, there's directors, there's writers, there, there's all kinds of like the credits list is 10 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. When you have an independent movie and, and in yours in particular, are you, are you coming up with scripts? Are you editing any scripts? Are you producing? Like, are you doing all those things? Or um, what? what I usually do is I'll come up with an idea or a title that really grabs me and then I'll find, I have a handful of writers that I work with. Okay. Um, when it's a comedy, I usually write it myself or with my, uh, my co-writer Trevor Payer. Um, but if it's something more of a genre film, I have like a handful of direct uh, writers who I'll say, all right, I got a title for you. And then they'll drool. And then I'll say, okay, here's the, here's the, here's the treatment, which is like a four page yeah, breakdown yeah. of what the story should be. And then I'll say, go write that. And then they write that. And then, um, Shortly after I start, I start filming it. So. Okay, so it, it happens much more quickly than something in Hollywood where it take years, maybe. To oh get, yeah, to get yeah, that yeah. turned around. Yeah, um, I do have some some fantastic ideas in my opinion that I, that have been sitting for a long time. But mm-hmm. but you know, then sometimes you just um, you know talk to a distributor. I have, I have a lot of relationships with distributors now, so I'll just email them. Like I emailed one the other day, and I said, "Hey, I got a title for you," and I just threw in this title and he went oh yeah let's do that <laughs> and you know it's just something that just popped into my head and then next thing you know that one's gonna fly sure whereas right. um you know uh this more brilliant idea that's <laughs> that i just haven't gotten around to doing yet is still sitting there like sure. so you never there's no rhyme or reason right makes sense huh. your writers and your actors and 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 anybody else that might help do you often find them around ottawa or do you recruit from other cities or um well most mostly ottawa although um i'm expanding into toronto and montreal um there's there, there's a lot of talent here but like i said there's there a lot of them are occupied with with smaller things and and i'm trying to you know um trying to keep making these feature films and you know i i like to use a lot of the same people i've used over the years but uh for new faces i'm finding that it's harder to find them for some reason so oh. we're having we're having a general audition call soon i'm not sure exactly when but this sometime this summer because we're going to shoot one or two features this summer yep 
Um, so we're hoping to just keep it local because it's easier that way. But but we've started looking in Toronto, Montreal, and we might even film some stuff in Toronto, Montreal, or even believe it or not, Buffalo has been. Oh, wow. as, okay. as, uh, yeah. Buffalo's really enjoyed my stuff. So there's a lot of people there saying, "Come on down and film." And yeah. so you never know. I Not mean, bad. Mm, that's cool. Okay, yeah. So I, I want to get into a bit more of that, uh, and specifically some of your experience with theater. But mm-hmm. before that, uh, Keegan has a game. We have a game. We play a game. Just give everybody a break. <laughs> relax. I know. Uh, Rob and I are all relaxed and answer some very difficult questions. <laughs> no, I don't know. We're, so we play in two teams. We play in team guests. Brett, you'll be representing okay. versus Team Ottawa, the pitiful Team Ottawa, who <laughs> I think has never won no. anything ever. We've come close. We've right. come close one time, yeah. but uh, <laughs> so we're going to play movie trivia. <laughs> Very straightforward. Oh, sorry, no movie quote trivia. Movie quote trivia. A more straightforward game than than most times we have really right. convoluted games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's basically I'll say a movie quote. You tell me what movie it's from. All right, as a, a member of Team Guest, Brett, you get to choose if you'd like to go first or second. Um, I'll go second. All right, second. Here we go. Team Ottawat, quote is, it will cost you sweat and tears and perhaps a little blood. What mm. movie is that from? It kind of sounds like horror or mm-hmm. action. Do you have any? Sweat and tears and maybe a little blood. Uh, did I say that correctly? Yeah, yeah that was perfect. Sweat and tears and maybe a little blood. I feel it like it might you. be dodgeball. Sure, I might be misrepresent. I might be misremembering the quote exactly. And no, something different. That, it but, sounds they did some, say something to that effect. Yeah, but, dodgeball the the two, year two thousand. Dodgeball Vince the two hundred dollar exactly. Yeah, right. Vince Vaughn vehicle exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, do you have a, a counter guess? Jeez, <laughs> just for fun. Um. I'll say Kelly's Heroes. Just a rant, an out there, Clarice Wood, Telly Zavallis. All right. Uh, I would probably say Brett's closer. That was Nosferatu, the oh. precursor to Dracula. Oh, I, wonderful. I, I think Dodgeball was actually a remake of that film. Oh, what? <laughs> the, the 1979 Nosferatu? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right, that was zero points for Team Ottawa. All right. Okay, Brett, your quote is, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Oh, come on. <laughs> what film is that from? Um, Godfather. That was the Godfather. One yeah. nothing for yep. Team Guest. <laughs> yep. Excellent job. All right. All right. Uh, Team Ottawa, here's your quote. There's a code amongst guys who shook Sinatra's hand. What film is that from? That's the whole quote. Do you, it looks like you might know. I There's a code the amongst oceans, but, guys ooh. who shook Sinatra's hand. I don't think so. But no. Maybe. Do you want to go with that? Which one? I mean, Keegan loves the Oceans movies. He hates 12. He hates 12. Okay, so probably 12. No, say, no, no, he wouldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Team it, Ottawa. It, 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 like, it could very well, like... Four seconds. It could be some, any other movie. Oceans 11. Yeah. Ocean's Love. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was Ocean's Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Ooh, that's uh, good. That's the one that I was a good guess. That was, there you go. Ruben. That was All right. great. All right. Okay. I'm gonna give you a half point for that. <laughs> Team guest. Here is your quote. Rosebud. <laughs> what what, what film Rosebud. is that from? Citizen Kane. Yeah. Citizen Kane. Two nothing. Okay. Team Ottawa getting buried here. <laughs> oh. All right, Team Ottawa, see if you can get this famous movie quote. Typical, isn't it? You wait 20 years for a dad and then three come along at once. Hmm. Is that, that's Mamma Mia, right? Maybe. 
Give her. I feel like that's Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mamma Mia. <laughs> like, that's like the worst quote I could have picked from that movie. I, I was the le- easiest quote. I was legit yeah. going to say, if you hadn't guessed, I would have been like three men and a little lady <laughs> <laughs> from way back. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so that's still 2-1. Brett to cinch it. He already kind of cinched it. Uh, mm-hmm. The quote is, Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Slater, welcome to Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. What? <laughs> what <the hell> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, sorry. Was that you? Guys? I said it at the same time. He said it at the same time. Yeah. Jurassic Park. That's correct. Three, two, one. You guys yeah. said one. Yeah. Three yeah. to one. Team guest wins yet again. Good try, Ottawa. You got a that, point though on the board. Right. We got a point and a half. I, I, I'm going to call the other one a half point. That Thirteen. That was a good. Yeah, that was that was pretty close. That's pretty good. Uh, and I knew it wasn't twelve because mm, you yeah. wouldn't have done that. Yeah, Ocean Twelve is garbage. Okay, there you go. And we'll get on Europe. that rant some other time. Uh, but let's let's move back to Brett and mm. some of the direct work you do. Can you speak to some of the differences between directing My Fair Zombie, the movie, versus the recent theater stage production you just did? Yes, and I wouldn't have been able to answer this question a few weeks ago, but now, <laughs> yes, now that the theater, the play is wrapped. Um, well, that's one thing. You don't say wrapped in theater. You say, uh, I don't know what you say in theater. It's done. Burned down. Yeah. Nope. The curtain has closed. Yeah, sure. The curtain has dropped. But... Um, uh, well, the interesting thing is that with uh, with film, I can manipulate everything. So yep. once we've, I mean, I could take a, a lousy performance, and I can edit it down to a good to make a good performance right, or a reasonably yeah. good performance. Yeah. And um, but for for theater, I take a room full of actors and crew, and essentially what I'm saying is, I trust all of you. And then I sit there in the audience and I white knuckle it, hoping they all do what I said, <laughs> because somebody can just decide to you know start quoting Shakespeare if they wanted to, and I can't do anything about it because yep, right. I'm in the audience. So, um, and I've directed a play in the past. I, I remember uh, doing a show where um, I, with my comedy, I'm very very specific because I it's it sounds pretentious, but I I I feel like comedy can be conducted like music. Mm-hmm. Um, like to get a good laugh, to get the sure, optimum, yeah, optimum yeah. laugh. Sure. So I was very careful in directing this this comedy play, and then on opening night, this actress um, discovered she got a laugh from shrieking her line. <laughs> so she decided she would shriek all of her lines. Wonderful. Oh no! And then uh, I told my stage manager to make sure she knocked that off. <laughs> then the next night, she you know started off by listening and then she got to laugh again and so then she started shrieking i stopped going i just did i wasn't interested in going to go see the show anymore because it wasn't the show i directed so so you know you you put your trust in the actors and in the case of my fair zombie everyone was fantastic and and the show we sold out three out of five shows wow great which for ottawa is uh i hear is pretty impressive so uh, the crowd certainly liked it so yeah, so I'm pretty stoked. We're uh, we're now uh, looking at uh, seeing if other theater companies want to license it and perform it in their own oh, town. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, Is since I right? since I co-wrote it and uh, yeah. have the rights to it, <laughs> I might as well, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How how faithful was the play to the movie? It was uh, it was pretty faithful, but we had to you know move some shift shift some things around because. Uh, instead of just cutting, I have to rely on scene changes, and yeah, lighting yeah. changes, bringing sets on and sets off, and so. Um, you know, we we rejiggered a few things in order to make Act One and Act Two kind of make sense. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, and we have four songs that weren't in the film. The film had oh, okay. uh, the film had five songs, and I think we had nine in the f- play. Wow, yeah. cool. Yeah. And so, who who writes that then? 
this guy Stephen uh, Stephen John Tippett, who plays in an Ottawa band called My Tiny Circus. Who? Um, oh, I know My Tiny Circus. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So, um, uh, yeah. So he wrote the tunes, and he's a very he's a very witty guy, and his dry wit went along with mine. So the uh, the songs were were were. Uh, uh, hilarious! They went over great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, now, Brett, so what, from being being from Ottawa and you work in Ottawa and you've, you've chosen to work in Ottawa, what are some Ottawa things that you enjoy, or what do you like to do? I like um, I live in the West End, but whenever I get downtown, I try to have uh, some Elgin Street poutine, uh, Elgin nice. Street diner oh, for sure. Yeah, and that's fantastic. Um, what else is cool in Ottawa? Um, there's a lot of uh, you know, it's funny, you know, coming downtown to to do this, and there's a, the the geography around here has changed so much. I mean, it really has. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the Mayfair Theater. Yeah, that's uh, a great spot. Yeah. That's a great spot. Um, I mean, the Gladstone's also pretty sweet. Um, yep. The food, basically, uh, you know, going down Bank Street, there's a lot of stuff to eat. I like food. You know, whenever I think of uh, going into a town, that's the first thing I think of is where where have I eaten last time I was here? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I go to Montreal and there's, you know, there's some really good uh, Mexican, strangely enough, in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I always, I, every time I'm there, I end up feeling sick by the time I leave. Cause, <laughs> but, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But uh, I think what I like about Ottawa is it's... Um, it's not um, as self-important as Toronto or Montreal. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you'll you'll find you know the odd neighborhood here or there where there might be, but overall, I think people are pretty cool. It's oh. a pretty good. It's a, it's a great town. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you know, Ottawa has a actually part of the reason we started this was this podcast was that Ottawa has historically a, a bad reputation for mm-hmm. for you know i mean being boring or being uh, boring or, or being having no city that fun forgot yeah, yeah. Know, things of that sort and, and and even when you talk about niches mm-hmm. if, if you if you speak about filmmaking for example well i and forgive me I, I don't remember the exact studio but i know a studio shut down in the past year or so Mm-hmm. In, in the West End, uh, so 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 when it comes, I have a film studio. So so when it comes down to things that did exist, it seems like things just typically just go away. Yeah. Now now you know when it comes to restaurants, I think a lot of great restaurants, Ateliers uh, is is a great one, and in, and 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 as, at least nationally known as like you know top whatever mm-hmm. restaurants in Canada. El Camino is another one that's really yeah. come on the radar and and, and sort of stuck there. So. Restaurants, we really picked up our game. You know, sports as a whole, having an NHL team and a CFL team, you know, and forget, you know, <laughs> with, with the soccer and the baseball yeah. and all that stuff, but, but at least having NHL and CFL survive together is something that we haven't really seen. Not from, no, <laughs> that's you know, the question. What? So we've, we've, we've really seen all of that grow and, and, and that, that's it. But, with respect to this whole idea of, you know, <laughs> Ottawa being sort of shot on yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. It's it's interesting that you 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 kept it, you know, you you kept your focus here in Ottawa, but you know Well one can, of the good things about one of the good things about Ottawa's perception is that it's it's I've I've heard it described as like a big small town. Yes, yeah. which which isn't at all bad because it has all the benefits of a metropolitan town, but mm. it still feels small enough that um, 
you know, I mean, if you go to places like Kingston or or whatever, it doesn't feel it feels bigger than that. It feels more metropolitan than that. Sure, mm-hmm. but it's um, it's it's um, it feels more of a place where um, you could raise a family right. and still be in the city. Right, but. You know, with that, a lot of people, you know, again, speaking of the sports, speaking of the food, I mean, although things have grown, Mm -hmm. people are more inclined to leave. Can you speak to why people might want to stay? Um, From your perspective with regards to the film? Well, I guess, I guess um, the, the, first of all, the temptation to leave, I guess, is because the perception that, um, you know, bigger is better, right? And, um I, but the problem with the problem with uh, the big towns, and I guess this will probably answer your question in a backward way, is that taking my career for example, here I'm, uh, let's say, a medium-sized fish in a medium-sized pool, right? But if I was doing exactly what I'm doing here in Toronto or Vancouver, I would be one of a million. Yeah. And yeah, what's yeah. the point? Yeah. So a lot of people I know who leave to go to Toronto or Vancouver. I've seen, I I swear to God, I've seen 40 or 50 actresses or actors uh, leave to go to Vancouver, and I've never seen any of them on TV. Right, right. (laughs) You know, where, I mean, uh, you know, not to, not to uh, toot my own horn, but I mean, but you know, they might make more money there. Let's perhaps, who knows? But not that I've seen them working, but, but conceptually, if they got a role on something, they'd probably get paid more. But, um, but you know, if you act in one of my films, odds are pretty good. You're going to end up on the the box of a DVD and, you know, seven or eight countries all over the world. So it's a global, uh, it's a global village now. So, uh, so that's nothing to sneeze at. So, but yeah, I mean, the temptation is to go to bigger and better, but I don't, I, to me, I'd rather, I'd rather stay in a place where I can grow as opposed to just getting lost. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that take on it. It's, yeah. But, but you know, I, I think a lot of people, and especially younger people, I think lose sight of that, right? You know, I, yeah. I have a lot of friends who move to, to a lot of different cities, whether it's New York or Toronto or, or Vancouver or Montreal, yeah. because that's where a lot of people see the opportunities. And some of them have seen success and some of them have not. Yeah. But it, it's interesting to see somebody with such success as, as yourself mm-hmm. uh while staying in Ottawa. Yeah. You know? Now, the other interesting thing, I guess, is that um, uh, if you were to ask, you know, pick 20 random people on the street and ask who Canada's most prolific filmmaker is, none of them will be able to tell you. Sure. sure. None of them knows I'm here. Well, they wouldn't right. They wouldn't be able to name necessarily <laughs> any, any Canadian, Canadian filmmaker. filmmaker. Yeah. Now that you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, just, and that's something else that, uh, that's, that's uh, uh, blossomed in Canada, actually, is, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid, people would uh, say Canadian film as a joke. You know, yeah. but now I, you know, I'm sure everyone, uh, whether they know it or not, has seen at least one great Canadian film. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably they probably don't know yeah. it's Canadian. Well, sure. it, there's lots of great Canadian actors and actresses, yeah. and there are lots of films that the movies that are filmed here or have a, a lot of filming take place here. But mm-hmm. yeah, sure. you don't really hear about a lot of the other side of things. Yeah. What yeah. is Canadian? Film? And I think yeah. a lot of the problem is that the uh, the U.S. Uh, companies have a monopoly on our movie theaters. Right. Sure. So they're not going to let. Uh, I mean, uh, I think there might there might be some kind of a mandate. I I'm not positive, but if it is, it's. I wouldn't be surprised if it was yeah, like ten percent. Yeah. Right. Something Cause, like that. Because there is that mandate for radio. Yes. Yeah. Of a certain number. Yeah, it's but quite large. If yeah. there is one, I've never. It's never been made aware. Like you never you never see it. Whereas pr- I, pretty much every non U.S. Com- uh, country I think has a mandate to support their own sure film. Yeah. Uh, right. 
You like yeah. Adam Agoyan? I know Adam Agoyan. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, uh, I don't dislike any of his films or anything like that, yeah. but I'm, I, I tend to be more of a, uh, um, a fan of the fantastic. Mm-hmm. In other words, um, if it's, if it's uh, goofy or silly or has robots or monsters or, yeah. you know, stuff like that, that's kind of what I like. Because I, I like movies. Okay. I use the movies per, uh, personally as a way to escape. Mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't, I don't personally – and, you know, everyone's welcome to like whatever kind of movies they want. But for me, uh, I want to be uh, taken away and I want to, you know, laugh or I want to be taken to a different place. I don't want to learn about the hum- human condition because, right, yeah, you know, sure. I, I know, the, heavy. I know yeah. my human condition and <laughs> yeah. I don't need to know anything else. You know, like I don't want to yeah. be – I don't need to be educated because there's a lot of people out there that want to educate me. Right. Yeah. Just make me laugh or, you know, make me scream or make me, yeah. you know – like video drum, Cronenberg. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool yeah, movie. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, um, strangely though, I've been watching a lot more documentaries lately. Oh, yeah? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, people ask me that, and I say, I don't know. Maybe it's like working at McDonald's and you don't want to have a burger. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hey, that could be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, interesting. But yeah, I, I like. I, I just, I just want to have a good time, you and couldn't. I want to. I want my audiences to have fun. That's yeah. really the bottom line. I, I mean, anyone who, uh, anyone who uh, microanalyzes. My films and I've seen it. Uh, it's, it's basically like you know what uh, I'm just trying to have fun, right? Yeah. What do you well, think of uh, yeah. critics? Or well, oh sorry. I, I was thinking just in terms of micro analysis. Yeah. Uh, you know when when it comes to people like I I saw this one thing uh, a few months back about poets. Yeah. Seeing and, and and also like screen I think screenwriters as well mm. or, or authors sorry authors and poets. Yeah. They did this 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 piece on how uh schools are analyzing oh, yes 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 uh, you know their work and, I've wondered and that myself. Was, yeah and and <laughs> one student apparently wrote to a lot of these different authors and poets and what have you and it was like uh you know would you say that your art is or your 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 work yeah. represents this or right. this is a symbolism or or, or what have you and and, and yeah. nine times out of ten they're like yeah, that seems insane to me. I had a film noir teacher. Uh, he was talking about, um, what was it? Probably like Maltese Falcon or something. Sure. And he said, well, the name of this character is indicative of this. And he, this is white and black and this means that. And, yeah. yeah. And then, so I just randomly took another character's name and I said, and this means this. And he goes, yes, now you're thinking. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> you're just saying anything. I just pulled it out of my behind. Yeah, you know, like, yeah absolutely. Now, now, have you seen huh. things like that yeah, when I it comes have. to your... I have. Um, so there, I made a film called Kingdom of the Vampire. And I remember very distinctly uh, the ending of the, the movie... Uh, I was in the movie as well. My character was lit. Fifty uh, percent of me was in darkness, and fifty percent of me was in in light. Yeah. And uh, the character was unsure whether he was a vampire or not. So this critic was going on about the duality of the character, and you know how the character, <laughs> you know, was split down the middle because he was unsure of his heritage and blah blah yeah. blah. Uh, no, actually, the uh, the still photographer dropped a log on one of our lights. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was it. He was trying oh, to he was trying so to use good. a light. He was trying to use a log to sit on so he'd be more comfortable during sure. the shoot. Yeah. And he dropped it on the light stand and it broke the light. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, man, duality of man, go for it. That's great. You know, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, make it sound deeper. Interesting. Okay, good yeah. to know. That's what I feel oh, about like man. Great Gatsby. Like, I feel like they were very in the the book when we read it in school. They were very heavy into the the color imagery. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't get it 
in high school and i was like oh i'm just a dumb guy I guess. <laughs> yeah. but now looking back i think that i mean there are there <laughs> are some directors that think of a lot of these things but right. but sometimes it's literally just you know uh like i i was joking with some people saying that i'm probably gonna like if any if anyone ever wrote a book about me they'd probably say that i'm into redheads <laughs> and uh what was the other thing um i can't remember the other thing but the redhead thing was like you know uh, there's a there's a lot of red haired actors in Ottawa, right. sure. so you know like people are going to be like you know assuming I have a fetish or something. That's like <laughs> no nah, man, but that's you know go for it, write what you want as long as you spell my name right. Go go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, and and sorry, Keegan, your question is slightly different about just critics. Oh critics. yeah, yeah. Because I know it's, there's a very tumultuous relationship between well content creators and and critics. It's funny yep. nowadays because with the internet and all that stuff, everyone's yeah. a critic, right? Right. Yeah. Mm. And, but I, I I draw the line and I say that there's a, there's a difference between critics and reviewers. Mm. And I think a critic has to be, in my opinion, uh, someone who is uh, learned, educated, yeah. could speak of the subject in an, in a wise way, and then yeah. and impart some constructiveness. That will help me improve. That's yep. what criticism is. Sure. Uh, reviewers is anybody. Right. You know? Just your um, personal yeah. opinion on. My opinion about, uh, about uh, reviewers, let's say, is that making a movie is, um, you know, 500 small steps. Occasionally, one or two may get glossed over or get sped through or whatever. Uh, and there's a lot of factors that, that make a movie what it is. Um, Hundreds and hundreds of decisions get made, and they all add up to become your film. To be a reviewer, you have to see the film, write about it, spell check, and upload or print it. (laughs) Usually one or two of those steps get missed. (laughs) That's a lot easier than what I do. So uh, if if you've gone to the trouble of doing each of those steps I laid out... You know, I'll hear what you have to say. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. if you've not bothered to spell check, don't critique me for uh, you know whatever it is. Sure. I've done, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I have a lot more stuff to worry about. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, but then again, you know, um, you know, they say there's no bad press, right? Like I, one of my films uh, was is uh, frequently uh, shot upon, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like the one I was telling you was downloaded uh, five million times. Yeah. But the reason for that is because everyone stole it. They don't. Right. But, so they stole they no it, and, and they they feel they're entitled to share their opinion because of something they stole. Like, yeah, right. all right, well, go for it, but doesn't mean I have to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now, then again, uh, you know, uh, it's a double edged sword because you know um, the the reviews aren't all bad, and everyone likes to hear something nice about themselves. But yeah, yeah. but um, I just choose to you know if, if you start to believe the good ones, then you have to believe the bad ones. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's like they say, stay off the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You're better off that way. <laughs> yeah. So I just, what I try to do is I just try to make people smile and, and if it works great and if it doesn't, oh, I'll try again next time. But, you know, but it's strange because the internet of course is, you know, everyone's out there. I've had people say that they wished me dead. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, someone said they're going to come to my work and shoot me because it's like, because you didn't enjoy a movie you downloaded. Yeah. Try, try again. Wow. That's it. You know, it's wild. Yeah. It's just wild. It's like, can you imagine if you're a plumber and you got the same treatment? Like, right, yeah. it's insanity. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, I'm just working, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. It. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Have you ever had a, a critique that that really made you think or reshaped your, your method or made you maybe consider something? 
No, but I really, yeah. really would wish I did. Yeah, you know, uh, I had, I had, I've had several that were very clever and made me laugh, which yeah. I think is valid. And and somebody wrote, I made a silly thing. It was an homage to 1950s uh, sci-fi movies, like you know, uh, UFOs on strings type of mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Uh, so I made an homage to those, and it was a silly little thing called "Spacemen Go Go Girls" and the true meaning of Christmas. That okay. was the title okay. of the film. And so it's, you know, exactly what you're expecting. Yeah. And somebody wrote like a really long review that talked about it in terms of Marxism and, <laughs> and uh, you know, socio-political and socio-sexual terms and all these things like that. And it was this excellent read where he really critically analyzed it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was genius because then once he got to the end, he wrote, or maybe it's just a silly film. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really appreciated the effort that went into that. Right. So, you know, that yeah. one I would happily share. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody uh, took one of my films and made a, a short puppet adaptation of it on YouTube. Cool. Sock puppets. Oh, that's cool. I think they hated the movie, but I'm still oh, like, yeah, I'm still like, hey, great. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, You'll like, take it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Not bad. So, you know, okay. it's a big wide world. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> that's great. All right. So, it looks like we we just ran up on time, yeah? Yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. So uh, what we'll do now is we'll just give you a chance to plug anything you want to plug. Sure. Uh, website, Twitter, Facebook, anything you want. So go ahead. I don't know the addresses per se, but uh, but you can find uh, my film company is Great Chance Films. And uh, we are on uh, Facebook. We have a casting uh, casting Facebook page as well. So if you're an aspiring actor or or whatever, come on by and say hi. Great. Cool. And if anybody wanted to follow you personally, you have a Twitter handle? I do. I'm at, uh, at Brett Kelly Ent. Okay. Brett okay. with two T's. Brett with two T's. B-R-E-T-T Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Ent, short for entertainment. There you go. Uh, cool. Great. Uh, Rob, uh, where can listeners find us? Listeners can head to ottawapodcast.com slash podcast to listen to past episodes or or this episode if you... Uh, if you somehow listen to it without going to the website, if you're just subscribed or something, you want to see, uh, for instance, you can follow uh, the link, which, we'll, which I'll put to, to the website. Yep. Or you can find the podcast on iTunes or your Android podcast player of choice. Yeah. Also, you can just go to ottawapodcast.com. You could. <laughs> why would you? I mean, it's, it's easier to remember. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's that. Uh, also, I guess, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, all that fun stuff. Yes. Still on that Instagram Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Keegan still hasn't downloaded it, so I don't know. I mean, I, don't I, know how. I have that much. Oh, okay, well, that's false. Uh, Keegan, do you have something to say? Uh, uh, yeah, my my wife is a, a very angry Polak. <laughs> I just want to see if she listens to this. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I have a suspicion she doesn't listen. So, okay, so are you going to tell her to listen to this one? No, no, no. Okay. I'm just going to okay. like let it sit. Yeah. And okay, get smacked in the face. I know see she what cares. Somebody <laughs> Polish may listen and. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> some eight, man. Actually, by the time this one's posted, you'll be in Poland. I'll be in yeah. Poland, yeah. Wow. Wonderful, Poland. All right, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. All right, two uh, of the third world countries. <laughs> oh, okay. That you're just We're really, really poking at the bear. Uh, <laughs> so, Brett, we'll give you a chance to close out the podcast for us. You just need to say Ottawa. Ottawa. <laughs>